as we enter into 2021, 2020 caught me by surprise. I don't know if it caught you by surprise, but there were some things that happened in 2020 that caught me by surprise. I'm coming into 2021 with my eyes wide open, and I've been surprised by so much in 2020. I feel like nothing can surprise me in 2021, but it doesn't matter because I truly believe that no matter what 2021 brings, God wants his followers to walk in life with confidence. And that's what we've been talking about for the last few weeks. So I brought, I brought every week a couple of three passages, different passages, because God talks about this all through the Bible. All through the Bible. It doesn't matter what's going on in, in an individual's life or what's going on in the nation or what's going on in their family. All through the Bible, God encourages his people to not walk in fear, not walk in doubt, not walk in criticism, not walk in anger, but to walk in confidence in him. Here's a couple of more. Joshua 1, 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Be full of confidence. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Isn't that awesome? Well, thank you for that underwhelming amount of support. I know that you're saying amen in the, uh, at home. 1 Corinthians 16, 13, and 14 says this, Be on your guard. Stand firm in faith. Be courageous. Be strong. And do everything in love. And I am convinced that we cannot love well if we're not strong and courageous because that's the only way that we are outward focused instead of inward focused whenever we're not whenever we're not walking in confidence we're constantly looking inward instead of looking outward and God wants us to love well so he starts with be be alert be on your guard Stand firm in faith and be courageous, be strong. And then he follows it up with, and do everything in love. Praise God. I believe that Jesus is coming really soon. I really do. I think, I think uh, my birthday is in April. Today is Cindy's birthday. She's, she has a big one. I'm not going to tell you which one, but yesterday was her birthday, actually. And so I've got a birthday coming up in April. I'll be 50, some of the your business years old. And I believe that it could be my birthday gift this year that Jesus could come back and I could have my birthday party somewhere else besides here. Come on, Lord. And there, there's a book that, that several of us have read. I talked about it last week a little bit. Called It's entitled The Tipping Point. It's written by Jimmy Evans, and I encourage you to to get that book, it goes through a whole lot of scripture that can uh, increase the excitement of the times that we're living in right now. And we're actually, today is the last uh, message of this series. And so next week, for at least a couple of weeks, we're going to be sharing some of, the, some of that uh, information. So I want to encourage you to... to to 
be here over the next few weeks because it's, it shouldn't be scary to us. That should be exciting to us. As we as followers of Christ should be very, not, not anxious, not fearful, not any of that. We ought to be excited about Jesus coming back. And God does not want his people living fearful, angry, depressed, out of control lives. His desire is for his people to enter into this season, whether he comes back or not. His desire and what he has provided for is for us to enter into this season of life, including 2021, with confidence. Confident people aren't manipulated by the culture or by other people. Therefore, most of the time, they make better decisions in life as well. And God provides everything that is needed for his people to live that kind of life. And I strongly believe that God wants to do something significant in all of our lives and in this church this year. No matter what happens with COVID, no matter what shifts, I believe that God is the God of all wisdom, and he can lead us through any type of season. So several weeks ago on, on our regular Saturday morning prayer, I usually am pacing over here, and just, I wasn't praying about the new year or anything, but God laid three words on my heart that, that have made up this series that I believe were to bring direction and confidence, some, some things for us to hold on to in our families and in our lives and in our church coming into 2021. Three words that build confidence for 2021. And those three words just came so clear to my heart. Clean, full, free. Clean, full, free. A clean life is possible and available. Living... Full is possible and available, and I'm not going to spend time going over the last two weeks, but I encourage you, if you haven't been able to watch or haven't been able to be here, listen to those messages, because I do believe that they were God-given messages for us. So go back and listen to those, but today we're going to finish the series with free. A free life is possible and available. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, it says this, but whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. And I'm not going to, you need to read those passages leading into that, to what, what that means. I'm not going to go into that. I don't have time to go into all of that. But verse 17 says, for the Lord is spirit, and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Another passage that's not in your notes, but, but you ought to write it down, John 8, 36. Jesus said, so if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. So don't, don't, don't you love that word free? I guarantee you, I'm not talking about getting something for free. <laughs> I know where some of y'all are going. Y'all talking about a, a free meal. Uh, or, or, uh, or 
some other something you buy and get one free or whatever. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the experience of not being bound up. Not only not being bound up physically, but not being bound mentally and emotionally or spiritually. I love that. That place where you where your thoughts are at peace, your emotions are at peace, you're able to rest because you're free. I think of Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. This is the heart of God. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Pay attention to where he leads you. He he leads you to green pastures. And by still waters, a place of freedom. That's awesome. It's the heart of God. God provides everything that we need to be able to do it. And it's God's desire for every person, including you, including whomever's watching right now. That is what God's desire is. God desires you to be free from and Free to. God desires you to be free from and to be free to. God provides the power to set us free from ourselves and the enemy so we can be free to be and do what he has called us and what he has created us to be and to do. Freedom from condemnation, fear, and worry of the past, present, And future, freedom from your insecurities and living a meaningless life. And the list goes on and on and on that God provides for us in Scripture that he frees us from. But not only does he provide for us to live free from some things, he provides for us to live free too, to truly see what is possible, to be able to to live out your true purpose in life, to be able to love people, even your enemies, to experience, free to experience healing, spiritual, mental, emotional, freedom to forgive others who have offended you. God provides and desires for us to be free from some things for ourselves, but free to be who he wants us to be so that we can display the greatness of God to the world that we live in. And I'm I'm honestly convinced that we we don't continually experience the freedom, all of the freedom that God wants us to experience whenever we just think about being free from and we never think about being free to. It enlarges our capacity to receive more from God whenever we're used by God and we give out what he has given in. It's a principle of Scripture. That's a whole different message. But a free person is a confident person. The free life that is available to believers is not determined or controlled by circumstances. I don't know about you, but it's easy, or easier anyway, to feel free 
when your circumstances are going your way. Correct? Your health is good. Your finances are good. Your relationships are good. It's easy to, to feel free during those two or three times in your adult life. <laughs> uh, but God's desire is for you to be free no matter what's happening around you or what's happening to you. But it's going to take two characteristics. If, if, a, if we're going to experience true, a true free life that God offers, a person must trust and obey. We must trust and obey God to be free. Some of y'all may remember, whenever I was a kid, we used to sing a song constantly. I mean, it was like one of those songs that we sang almost every week. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. That is a very simple but a very factual song. We must trust and obey to be happy in Jesus or to be confident in life. Every one of us can live free if we will trust God with our lives and obey God from this day forward of our lives. Sometimes freedom is experienced by soaring above the storms of life. I love those times. Isaiah 40, very familiar and an awesome passage of Scripture. Isaiah 40, starting in verse 28, it says, Have you not heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired, and, a young, and young men will fail in exhaustion. But look at this verse. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength, and they will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not faint. This week, whenever I, whenever I read that passage, I started looking at why did, why did, why did that say we'll soar like eagles instead of, you know, soar like birds, you know, just something that flew. An eagle wasn't, wasn't created to fly like birds. Most other birds do a lot of flapping of their wings to fly. And eagles' wings are not built to do a whole lot of flapping. They're built to lock into place and to catch the wind and soar. There's a lot of truth just in that, but here's one. Too many Christians are doing a whole lot of flapping instead of soaring. 
Another thing I read about eagles this week is that they are not afraid of storms. Eagles aren't afraid of storms because the heavy winds from storms provide the opportunity for them to lock their wings and soar even higher. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will lock their wings and soar like eagles. Eagles are dependent on wind because they're built to soar, not to flap. I read that they... They will wait for days, sometimes over a week. They will wait for the wind to start, for them to catch the wind so that they can just get out there and flap a few times and then lock their wings. It doesn't matter how hungry they get. It doesn't matter what their needs are. It doesn't matter. They will stay sitting there on that cliff are in that high place waiting for the wind to start blowing so that they can catch the wind. It's really interesting that the word for the Holy Spirit in Greek is pneuma, which stands for breath. It's the breath of God. So we as believers who choose that we're going to wait and we're going to trust for the breath of God. No matter what the storm may come in life, we wait on the breath and the wind of God to where we can lock our wings and we trust Him. And He causes us to soar like eagles through the cares of this life. Thank you for an amen. Trusting in God gives us the ability to soar above the storms. And then obeying God provides the ability to be free and the power to stand while in the midst of storms. Because there's sometimes we're able to soar above and sometimes we just have to stand through. Matthew 7. I'll... Just to be honest, I like the soaring better than I do the standing. Standing, no. Matthew seven twenty four. It says this: Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, and it doesn't stop there. There's an and there. So it means both of these things need to need to take place. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rains came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down. The streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. They both heard, they both built. The the difference between these two people is one put into practice. They obeyed. 
They trusted and obeyed. And in the midst of that, it caused their lives, no matter what was going on, no matter how hard the wind blew, no matter how much it rained, no matter how, how the, the, the waves came against it, their life did not crash because they were standing on the rock and obedience to God's word, consistent living a life of trusting and obeying will give us, provides us the freedom to be able to soar above the storms or stand through the storms, whichever comes our, whichever God's will is for it to happen. Hmm. A person that is free is confident whether soaring above or standing in the storms of life. Paul gives us a great illustration of that. Van, y'all can come on back. He said that he knew what it was like. Listen to me while they're coming back. The Apostle Paul said he knew what it was like to have all of his needs met, to not have any want whatsoever, and he knew what it was like to be in need. He knew what it was like to have abundance and, and to not have much at all, but he learned to be content no matter what and at peace either way. At one point, the jail was shaken you remember the story with him, even Paul and Silas? They were in jail. They began to praise God, and the jail was shaken, and all of a sudden, the, the, the gates came open, and the chains fell off. Sometimes it happened like that. Other times, the, <laughs> they prayed and praised, did everything, and the, the door stayed, stayed shut. He was... He was able to soar or stand. And God used him either way. In fact, most of the New Testament, most of the letters that he, the epistles that he wrote were written while he was in prison. How did he experience that kind of internal freedom to the point to where he wrote while he was, was in jail, rejoice in the Lord always and, and be anxious for nothing. And the peace of God that passes understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. He, he was free enough that in the midst of difficult circumstances, he was saying, rejoice. You can see it if you look in his mindset. In Romans 14, 7, he said, We don't live for ourselves or die for ourselves. It's not about just being free from. It starts being free too. If we live, it's to honor the Lord. And if we die, it's to honor the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. What do you do with somebody like that? The enemy can't do anything with somebody like that. Because he's free. Free from the manipulation of the enemy. Free from the manipulation of the culture or of circumstances. 
He wrote in Philippians 1, I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but, but, will, but, but have, will have sufficient courage. I'll be confident so that now as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ. And to, gain, to die is gain. I'm telling you, that brother was free. And he was confident. No matter what. Because he had, because he had his trust. In the right place. And he knew his God. To the point to where he could trust him with obedience. Even whenever everything else was going this way. He was going this way because. He when everybody else was running from the storm. He's locking his wings. And praising the greatness of God. That caused him to soar at greater areas than he ever could. People that would have never come to know the greatness of God came to know the greatness of God because this brother was willing to trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy, to be free, to be confident in Jesus. And to trust and obey. A clean and full life leads to a free life that leads to confidence throughout life. Praise God for your word. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your blood, O oh God, that cleans us. Though our sin may be like scarlet, you wash us white as snow because of what you did on the cross. I thank you for the washing of what happened on the cross and the washing of your word, God, that just pour that through us consistently, O oh God. Keep us clean. Then fill us, O oh Lord, with your spirit. And God, I pray in Jesus' name that your people who are called by your name will truly humble ourselves and seek your face. Turn from our wicked ways, Lord. Trust you and obey you so that we can walk in freedom. And you heal our lives. And you heal our land. The question is not. Whether or not you can experience freedom. Because it's available to every person. The question is, do we desire it? Do you desire it? Do you desire the freedom that God offers and all it takes
for us to say, Lord, I trust you and I will obey you. Now take my life.